Hi there, welcome to The Heart of a Youth Leader. This is a weekly short podcast and video. Comes out every Monday with something for all of us working with children and young people in a church setting to inspire us to keep following God, keep close to Jesus as we uh, minister to and serve children and young people and families in our communities. My name's Andy Castle. I uh, head up a youth outfit called Thrive Youth Ministries, which is probably where you've uh, heard about this, uh, this, this podcast. Please do share it with others if you find it useful. Gonna get on straight away. Last week, I introduced you to this book, The Personality of Jesus, written by Francis E. Clarke in 1924. Uh, and it's, it's such a wonderful book. It's a short book. Um, encourage you to get it but I thought I'd just spend some more time in it over the, this week and the next few weeks in fact because it explores the personality of Jesus the character of Jesus about how if we can introduce children and young people to the real Jesus that that he is attractive to them uh, and even though it's written 100 years ago the the, the truth is still truth uh, and Jesus is still Jesus uh, and it's it's thinking through how can we help young people today in this generation meet the true God, meet the true Jesus. Uh, and the personality of Jesus, the character of Jesus, I want us to focus on today is that Jesus is authentic. Young people love authenticity, don't they? And they can spot a fake a mile off. And Jesus was the most authentic person there is. Uh, he was transparent. There, were, there was nothing hidden to him. It was who he said he was. He was uh, and how he lived was was the most the most real a man has ever been uh, and uh, all his words all his actions were authentic even from the, the the one story we have of Jesus as a teenager in uh, uh, in Luke's gospel in Luke chapter 2 there's the boy Jesus at the temple and we hear about how his parents every year would go to Jerusalem for the feast of the Passover and in verse 42 it says this when he was 12 years old, they went up to the feast according to the custom. After the feast was over, while his parents were returning home, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. But they, the parents, were unaware of it. Thinking he was in their company, they travelled on for a day. Then they began looking for him among their relatives and friends. Can you imagine the anxiety in those parents? I feel for them in that. Uh, when they did not find him, they went back to Jerusalem to look for him. After three days, after three days of searching for their 12-year-old boy. Wow, I've got a 12-year-old at the moment and uh, I would be anxious after a couple of hours. I cannot imagine three days of searching. Uh, but it, of course, remember numbers in scripture are not always necessarily literal three is a holy number it means expect God to do something uh, and we we have to be careful to read scripture with eastern eyes sometimes rather than our western eyes the, the western side reads scientifically three means three um, whereas of course with eastern eyes three doesn't necessarily it means this is holy you know that's why Jesus died on the third day it's why there's the trinity there's three this is about holy so when we when we see something about three it means expect to see something holy we see you know in revelation holy 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 is the lord god almighty who was and is and is to come 
three things. It's all about holiness. Uh, as in 40 days, often things happen for 40 days because 40 means a long time. It, is, it's, it means it goes on a long time. The Israelites spent 40 years in the desert. Anyway, I'm getting uh, sidetracked. But anyway, Jesus is missing for three days. Let's, let's carry on. After three days, they found him in the temple courts, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. Everyone who heard him, this 12-year-old boy, Jesus, was amazed at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished. His mother said to him, son, why have you treated us like this? Your father and I have been anxiously searching for you. Why were you searching for me? He asked. Didn't you know I had to be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he was saying to them. Then he went down to Nazareth with them, his parents, and was obedient to them. But his mother treasured all these things in her heart and Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favour with God and with people. He's not he's not fully grown at 12. He still had to learn. He still had to grow because he was fully human. But his deity, his godliness made him even more human in a way. And, and his authenticity shined right from this beginning. Uh, and then we don't hear much of him until he starts his 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 public mission if you like around the age of 30 and he calls the disciples and again he does it in an authentic unassuming natural loving way uh, and um, Francis Clark writes even though people were drawn to the way Christ spoke with such authority it was his uncom uncompromising confidence that really attracted them it was not his looks the way he dressed or even the way he used his supernatural power that impressed people. They were drawn to his naturalness, his authenticity. He was who he said he was. He was what you saw. Uh, there was no secret life. Uh, he says even his miracles were performed in the most unspectacular and simple ways. You know, when he heals, uh, he raises the girl from the dead. He just says, Talitha Kum, child, get up. When he... Uh, brings Lazarus back to life. He just goes to the communal tomb and says, Lazarus, come out. He says, has to say Lazarus because it's a communal tomb. He's the son of the prince of life. Uh, if he said, come out, they'd all have to come out. So he calls his friend Lazarus and just says, come out. There's no performance. There's no fireworks and impressive staging and stage management. It's just normal compassion and command. Uh, and, and even after his death and resurrection, when he meets people, he's unassuming. He's not like, ta-da, here I am. Uh, look at me, folks. Uh, he's so unassuming that on the road to Emmaus, they miss him. So un unassuming that when the fishermen, the disciples go back to fishing and he says, oh, try the other side of your boat when he's on the beach. They don't like... They, they do it. They don't go, oh, that's Jesus. What on earth? This is Jesus. They just get on with it. And then it's when they come on the, off uh, with the miraculous catch that they realise it's Jesus. He's unassuming. He's just authentic and being himself. Uh, and if we want to be effective leaders of children and young people, we need to start by becoming preoccupied with this genuine trait of Jesus. He was authentic. He is authentic. He is who he says he is. Uh, and uh, Francis Clark finishes uh, this passage on Jesus being authentic by saying, 
If you want to become simple, sincere, genuine and true like Christ, begin with worshipping him. Be in awe of his life so that you will become like him and your heart will naturally cry out, Lord, I will follow you wherever you go. And that's my desire for us today and this week and the months and years ahead. It's not about what we can do for God. It's not about how great our youth work is or our children's work or how many children we have in our group or whatever our context is. It's being able to faithfully say, Lord, I will follow you wherever you go. And let's introduce people to the authentic Jesus, the unassuming the compassionate, the loving Jesus. And we're going to explore this because it's such gold dust over these next few weeks. So do let me know how it's helping you. Go for it. (laughs) 